The Atlanta Braves obviously came up short in 2022. So how will they rebuild the team this offseason? Or will there be much rebuilding to do? Alex Anthopoulos has locked up a lot of the young core for years to come. But surely there will be some adjustments made. We'll take a look at what the biggest needs are for the Atlanta Braves this offseason. And just where can they make moves? Because like I said, the roster is already pretty full. So we'll see exactly what Alex Anthopoulos has to work with, where he can make some tweaks, and what are the biggest needs for the Atlanta Braves going into the offseason. We'll discuss that on today's episode of Locked On Braves. So uh, let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On underscore Braves. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. If you're watching this video with me live, hit that thumbs up button and that notification bell. Or if you're watching the replay, do me a favor, hit that thumbs up button as well as it helps support the show a ton. Make sure you download the Locked On Sports Atlanta app on Amazon Fire and Roku devices as well. Another nice and convenient way to be able to get this podcast as well as the other great podcasts out there talking about the Atlanta sports teams. And thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. We post episodes daily, five days a week, Monday through Friday, and are free and available on all platforms. And as I've been saying, I'll be here with you throughout the entire offseason. So looking forward to that, doing these shows live, and getting to talk with all of you. On tonight's podcast or today's podcast, we're going to be looking at the biggest needs for the Atlanta Braves this offseason. I'm going to go through what the Braves currently have and talk about the holes that need to be filled. Obviously, shortstop being a big one there, but where else could the Braves possibly make some upgrades this offseason to improve this team to make another deep run next year, win another division, and hopefully do a little bit more in the postseason in 2023. So we'll talk about that. If you're watching live, go ahead and start sending in those comments, questions. We'll get to those later in the show as well. But I want to start out talking about what are the biggest offseason needs for the Braves. But before we do that, I want to go with what we know. And I kind of did an episode about this earlier in the week, talking about who's coming back, who's staying, who's going. But I want to do go through that again, but do it position by position to see where the biggest needs are, where the holes are in this Braves team. Because I'll be honest, you put this Braves team out on paper and what they have under contract for, not, for next season, there's not a ton of work to be done. You look at the catcher position, you have three. You have Travis Darno, William Contreras, and Manny Pena. We've talked about the facts that perhaps the Braves will look to trade Manny Pena. I think it's going to be primarily TDA and Contreras, but... You could use all three of them. You could use Contreras, you know, as a DH on days that he doesn't catch. So I think there's still a possibility to carry three, especially with the DH. You know, your bench players aren't as big of a factor as they once were in the old school National League style of baseball. So I think there's still a possibility to carry three. But certainly if you are looking to maybe save a little bit of money, Manny Pena is going to make four and a half million. Pretty good chunk of change. 
I think you could look to trade him this offseason. At first base, you got Matt Olson. At second base, you have Ozzy Albies, who's going to be healthy, ready to go next year. Shortstop, obviously one of the holes that needs to be filled with Dansby Swanson hitting free agency. Austin Riley is at third base. Left field, I put as a to-be-determined as a hole that can be filled. There are some options there, but I think that's certainly one area where you could potentially make an upgrade. You got Michael Harrison center, Ron Acuna in right field, and then I have Marcelo Zuna at DH. Look, I'm of the belief that Alex Anthopoulos is going to try to get uh, – I want to say get rid of him, but I think he's going to try to dump him this offseason and try to make as much money there as he can or save as much money as he can. But for now, I think Ozuna is the DH. Maybe, maybe you know, in a platoon spot with Rosario, although Ozuna has reverse splits. But we'll see how that work out, works out. But that's how I have it mapped out right now. Like I said, I think you put Contreras at the DH, especially if you're going to keep Manny Pena on the roster. But that'll work itself out. So in the lineup for me, I think there's two holes. There's shortstop and there's a left field. You look at the starting pitching, you have Max Reed, Spencer Strider, Kyle Wright, Charlie Morton. You know those four are going to be part of your starting rotation. I left the fifth starter spot open. Obviously, you know, I put it as the fifth starter spot. Whoever they get, you know, could fill in one through four, one through five in that rotation. But you know you got Max Reed, Spencer Strider, Kyle Wright, and Charlie Morton. Now, there are Internal options that could fill that last spot. And you have Bryce Elder, who looked good down the stretch. You have Kyle Muller. Obviously, you have Mike Soroka, um, who I hope, you know, comes back healthy, improves himself, and can be a part of that rotation. You got Ian Anderson, another guy who's had a lot of success at the major league level. So those are four guys right there that, you know, could be competing for a rotation spot. So when I've been talking about the fact that the Braves really don't have to go out and get a starting pitcher. You know, that's why, you know, I just mentioned several names that the Braves could use as starting pitcher that I feel pretty confident in, especially if Soroka comes back healthy and looks like the Soroka we saw, you know, before the Achilles injuries. And that didn't even mention, you know, Freddie Tarnuk, you know, Alan Rangel, Jared Schuster, Darius Vines, you know, other options that could be ready, maybe not to begin 2023, but certainly down the line. So, I have to think the Braves have one of the deepest pitching staffs in all of baseball. When you look at the the depth of talent they have for the starting rotation, I know everybody's mad, upset about what happened in the postseason. Surely the the starting pitching laid an egg there. That is for sure. I think there's extenuating circumstances for why that happened, at least for Max Fried and Spencer Strider. But I trust those guys. You know, next year to come out to lead the rotation. I trust them in a postseason series if fully healthy. And again, you have guys behind them who are ready to step up and take a spot if needed. Um, do I think the Braves still maybe go out and get a starting pitcher? Maybe. We'll talk about that a little more in the second. Just making a point that there's plenty of depth there. Looking at the the bullpen, you have Iglesias, Yates, Minter, McHugh, Lee, and Stevens. Again, already right now, the Braves have a pretty strong bullpen, especially you consider you know Iglesias, Minter, McHugh, and Lee. That's a solid four relievers that you have for the back end of games. Hopefully Yates bounces back uh, now that he's a full year recovered or will be a full year recovered from the Tommy John surgery. You got Jackson Stevens as well. So bullpens already pretty deep. And then you look at the bench for the Braves. I mentioned Eddie Rosario. You have him. 
you have Arcia, you have Guillermo Heredia, along with, you know, Pena and then either Contreras or Ozuna. So, I mean, the bench is pretty set as well. Like I said, I mean, this team is pretty fleshed out because of the contracts that Anthopolis has signed. I think, you know, there's already a solid foundation here. There's not a lot of work that needs to be done. You look at all the guys I just named, you know, counting out the the starting pitching depth that I talked about. I got 22 guys listed who I'm pretty confident will be on the major league roster come 2023, you know, if there's not any trades, you know, like Azuna getting moved or Rosario, something like that. I think there's 22 guys already that are under contract for next year that will be on the major league roster to start the 2023 season. Again, as of right now, again, trades could happen. Manny Pena, Ozuna, Rosario. So there's one position with that. There's one position player opening one bench spot available with that, or, or one position player spot, I should say available with that. And I already said, I didn't have anybody listed for a shortstop or left field. So, you know, in order to fill those spots and kick somebody off this roster, you'd have to, to make a trade. Uh, again, Rosario, Ozuna, Pena, something of that, that magnitude, but somebody would have to come off the roster in order to upgrade both left field and shortstop. There's room for three more pitchers, one more starter, two more bullpen arms. Again, you know, starter could be filled internally, whether it's Soroka or Ian Anderson, Moeller, Elder, somebody like that. Uh, there's two bullpen spots open. You know, those will likely get filled. I don't necessarily know. You have to go out and make a big move there. William Woods is somebody. Uh, that could be ready to tap, step, uh, step into one of those spots. That'll that'll work itself out. But you can see there's already pretty much a, a pretty tight roster crunch for what Alex Anthopoulos can do this offseason just ba- based on who's already under contract. If you're going to try to make some upgrades, you may have to do some maneuvering, get some people off the roster so that you can bring some people in. So that's what we know. That's where the roster spots are. And next, I want to talk about what the biggest needs are. Now that we know where those needs are and what what we have room to do, what are the biggest needs for the Atlanta Braves this offseason? We'll discuss that next. I'm fortunate enough that I get to work from home, as you can see here. I don't have to worry about driving into the office wearing you know, uncomfortable clothes, dress clothes each and every day. But if that's you, if that's something that you struggle with and the hassle of changing clothes for different activities, going to the office, going to a kid's event, going to a sporting event, or just going out with friends, then Roan has the solution for you. This The dress shirt was due a radical reinvention, and Roan has stepped up to the plate. Roan's commuter shirt is the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible shirt known to man. And here's why. Roan's comfortable four-way stretch fabric provides breathability and flexibility that leaves you free to enjoy what life throws your way from your commute to work to your 18 holes of golf. It's time to feel confident with a wrinkle-free shirt without the hassle. With Roan's wrinkle-release technology, wrinkles disappear as you stretch and wear the shirt. It's that easy. With Gold Fusion anti-odor technology, you'll be smelling fresh and clean all day. Uh, Your significant other will appreciate that. So go out and get the commuter shirt where you can get 20% off your order when you use the code LOCKEDON. That's Roan.com slash LOCKEDON and use the promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your entire order. So we talked about the holes to fill for the Atlanta Braves and what's available. Again, not much room to move there. But I think there are a couple of upgrades that the Braves could make, should make, 
obviously the biggest need for the Atlanta Braves going to the offseason is shortstop. And I did a whole podcast yesterday talking about Dansby Swanson. If you haven't, make sure you go back and check that out. But I talked about Dansby Swanson, what I think a fair contract is for him, and the highest I think the Braves will go. Talked about some other alternatives via free agency or um, on the trade market or internal options as well. But shortstop for me is obviously the biggest need, the biggest position to fill this offseason for the Braves. They could go into the season and be fine everywhere else. They could not make another move, and you could go into next season, feel really good about this team where they're at, except for shortstop. And maybe left field, depending on how you feel about Rosario and Ozuna out there, and also depending on what they do with, with Vaughn Grissom. So for me, shortstop is by far the biggest need. And you heard my, me talk about it on the podcast yesterday, talking about Danzy Swanson. I value the shortstop position you know, very highly. Um, you look at what I'm watching the Astros game right now, what Jeremy Pena is doing for that Astros team. Uh, I think the, the shortstop position is one of the more pr- important ones in all of baseball. So I think it's very important the Braves find a shortstop solution this offseason, whether it be Dansby or somebody else. Second biggest need for me is left field. And look, the Braves have some options there in, internally. I mentioned Ozuna, Rosario. Perhaps they work out Von Grissom in left field. But I think that's an area where you have an opportunity this offseason And I'm assuming they bring Dansby Swanson back. That's a a dangerous assumption to make because I would have pretty much bet the house on it that they would have brought Freddie Freeman back last year. But a lot went into that, and we're not going to rehash all of it. But I feel pretty confident and comfortable in saying that the Braves bring back Dansby Swanson. And with that, the biggest need becomes left field. I think that's an area where you can make an upgrade. If the Braves don't bring back, don't bring back Dansby Swanson and they don't go get one of the other big time free agents out there, which I don't see them not signing Dansby and then going and getting one of the bigger free agent shortstops. I just don't think that's going to happen. So if you don't bring back Dansby, that's already pretty much a step back unless they go out and get, you know, a Willie Adamas or a Tim Anderson, who I think could be comparable to what Dansby Swanson was. And I don't even know if those guys are available in trade. So, again, you could be taking a step back at shortstop position, depending on what they do there. Left field is really the one place where you can upgrade. You look at all the other positions, and they're locked up. So left field becomes the one area where the Braves have the ability to make a significant upgrade this season. Even if you bring Dansby back, you're just bringing back what you already had. That's not necessarily an upgrade. So, again, left field is the one spot where you can make a significant upgrade upgrade this offseason and i haven't looked at what's available i'll do that in another episode i've already heard a lot of people out here in the comments yesterday and today talking about jock peterson i don't i don't view jock peterson as a huge upgrade in left field i would love to have him um, but i i still view him as more of a you know a bench type bad a dh type hitter um but i haven't really looked in again who all is going to be available we'll do that in a future episode but For me, shortstop's the biggest need. Then it becomes left field because I think left field is the one area where you can make a significant upgrade to improve this team for next season. And then my next biggest need is the bench depth. And you'll see I'm skipping over pitching. But for me, it's the bench depth. Can you 
Can you improve on Arcia? Probably, probably not. I'm not saying you couldn't improve on Arcia. I just don't see them replacing him. Can you improve on Guillermo Heredia? Look, I love the swords. I really do. But I think you can make an upgrade on Guillermo Heredia. Um, finding another you know, defensive outfielder who can hit a little bit. I, I think the Braves can find that. You know, look, even Robbie Grossman, I think, will be an upgrade over Heredia on the bench. I know Gross, Grossman doesn't give you that defense and he can't play center field, but I like the switch hitting ability of Grossman. And I'm not saying Grossman has to be the guy to replace Heredia. I would love to have somebody else who can play center field. You know, you could obviously shift Acuna over there if needed to give Michael Harris a day and give him a break, but would love for them to maybe find somebody to be able to upgrade from Guillermo Heredia on the bench. Again, somebody that gives you solid defense coming off the bench, somebody who can hit a little bit. Uh, that's one area where I think you could make an upgrade. You know, Ozuna, Rosario, I think you could, if you can move those guys, potentially make an upgrade there. I would love to see see them make a little up, you know upgrade to the bench and add some depth to the bench because I just don't think there's much at the minor league level that's going to come up and play a significant role next year like we had this year. So I would like to see them improve their their bench depth. So those are my three biggest needs: shortstop, left field, bench depth. Then for me, it's starting pitching, and I know a lot of you are probably going to disagree with that. I just don't see the big need to upgrade starting pitching. I trust those guys the Braves are bringing back. Now, as I've said previous episodes this week, you got an opportunity to go get a Jacob deGrom or Justin Verlander and you can fit it in your, your budget, by all means, go after it. And I've heard others mention Carlos Rodon. Look, I'm not going to be upset if the Braves go out and get a Carlos Rodon and sign him on for you know several years to come not going to be upset at all. I'm just saying when I look at this team and I look at this roster, that's not a huge need for me. But again, would not be upset at all if that's the way Alex Anthopoulos goes and just puts an exclamation point on that starting rotation and gets a big arm like that. And then the last for me is bullpen. And I do think Alex goes out and maybe gets another back-end bullpen arm as you know he he did last offseason when he already had a good bullpen and then went out and got Jansen. And he saw how that played because Luke Jackson had Tommy John surgery. Tyler Matzik wasn't himself and ended up having Tommy John surgery. Will Smith took a step back and got traded. Bullpens are year to year. You never really know what you're going to get. So would not be surprised if Alex goes and gets another lockdown reliever. Nothing in the Kenley Jansen, you know, 15, 16 million dollar a year range, but maybe something in the five to six million dollar a year range. Um, I, I'm I'm just throwing this name out there as a Com, but somebody like Chris Martin, somebody you can use as solid a back of a bullpen, a seventh, you know, maybe eighth inning guy. I could see him going out and making that kind of move just to solidify the bullpen. But to me, it's not necessary. I'd feel comfortable going into next year with the guys they have out there in the bullpen. So there's my list. Those are my biggest needs. Let me know in the the chat or let me know in the comments section below on YouTube. What are your what you consider to be your biggest needs for the Braves this offseason? Again, for me, it's shortstop left field, bench depth, starting pitching, and then bullpen. That's how I would rank the needs for the Braves this offseason. Again, you could do nothing with this team right now, even if you didn't upgrade shortstop. Say you put either Von Grissom or, or Orlando Arce at shortstop. You rolled with Rosario in left field. I still think this team on paper is good enough to reach the postseason next year. That's how confident I am 
in these guys and their ability and the talent level on this Braves team. I don't think that's going to happen, nor should it happen. I'm just saying there's really not a, a ton that Alex Anthopoulos needs to do this offseason to put this team back in a position to win a World Series. All right, when I come back, I'm going to talk about, give you a little postseason update from the action on Wednesday and take some of your questions and comments. We'll do that next. If you haven't tried Bill Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor, my new favorite one, the Cookie Dough Chunk Puff. I've been on a real big Cookie Dough Chunk crave lately, been eating a lot of Cookie Dough ice cream. Well, the Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs are much better for you than the Cookie Dough ice cream, and they taste amazing as well. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, and they have Cookie Dough Chunks in them, and they're great for you as well. The Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs are only 160 calories. They have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Go to Built.com right now to snag a box for yourself and maybe grab one for the family as well. And these Built Bars, like all of them, are made with collagen protein, which which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Again, not only do these taste great, but they're great for you as well so go to built.com use our promo code locked on 15 another way to help support the show when you do that you'll get 15 percent off your order again go to built.com use the promo code locked on 15 and get 15 percent off your order moving into our final segment of the night just want to give you a quick postseason update hopefully you all are still enjoying some postseason baseball i know it's tough after your team gets eliminated but I'm a baseball fan through and through, so I'm still enjoying the postseason. Saw the Padres win this afternoon and even up that series. That was an exciting game. Big comeback there in the middle of that game. I believe the bottom of the fifth inning. Uh, Padres had a four-run a inning. Saw Austin Nola get a hit off his brother Aaron Nola to really spark that rally. That was a really cool moment there. Go Padres for sure. And then right now the, uh, the Houston Astros took game one of the ALCS over the New York Yankees. I've said already, I've, I feel pretty confident in saying this is the Astros World Series to lose uh, with how things played out in the National League, not to take anything away from the Phillies or the Padres, who are both hot right now, but I just feel like the Astros don't win it this time. <laughs> I feel like that's a, uh, a big missed opportunity for them. I feel like it's set up pretty well for them to win it all. All right, if you're live with me, going to take a look at the, some of the chat and questions here. Uh, got a lot on here tonight. Does uh, does the uh, put the uh, thumbnail on here of a Jack Peterson? I knew that would uh, tilt some of you and get you excited. It says the does the photo mean Jack is going to be a brave? Uh, no, I just knew that was a lot of a name. A lot of you had mentioned. Look, I would love to have Jack Peterson back. What he meant, you know, to the team, how he loved playing for the city. I, I would love to have Jack Peterson back. I just don't view him as that big upgrade in left field and I don't see him as a fit because you already have Eddie Rosario. Um, William Fulgham again, uh, he says bullpen left field starter. I'm assuming that William thinks shortstop will be handled. Uh, He's talking about, you know, what else other than shortstop? He says bullpen left field and starter. So he agrees with me as well that starters on down the list. Um, Miguel says we need an ace starting pitcher. Also need a real three-hitter. Wasted money on Morton. I, I disagree with Miguel there. I, I think we already have two ace pitchers in Freed and Strider. Again, I get it. A recency a bias. They did not look good in the postseason, but 
their overall season records show those two guys are top of the rotation pitchers. Um, as far as a real three three hitter, I honestly think Acuna is the Braves' real number three hitter. But I don't know that he ever comes out of that leadoff spot. If Michael Harris, you know, shows what he did in his first year, again in his second year, I would not be upset at all to see Harris bat leadoff and move Acuna to the three hole. But again, he's Acuna so great in that leadoff spot. I know he feels comfortable doing that. Um, but I think Acuna is the Braves' three hitter, and then you can go, you know, Olson, Riley, and that lineup really lengthens. Um, a left fielder who can get on base. Um, plenty of power in the lineup. I do agree with that. I want to talk about that more in another episode as well, the type of hitter that the Braves should be looking for this offseason, getting somebody that can give you a lot more contact and also, you know, have power. You know, uh, there's this debate of, you know, can you win by contact? Can you win by power? I think you got to have both. I think you look at the best teams, you know, like the, the Houston Astros, they do both. They have guys up and down their lineup who not only put the ball in play and have high contact percentages, but guys who can do, go deep as well. So that's really what you're looking at. Uh, Doug Bresky says, please don't get rid of Swanson. I'm hoping that they don't. Um, another person pointing out to the, the thumbnail of Jock Peterson. If they move Ozuna, Jock and DH most days. Yeah, look, like I said, I think if you're going to get Jock, you got to move somebody off the roster, either Rosario or Ozuna. You know, either one I think would open the door for that. And again, would love to have Jack Peterson back. Uh, another one from D Doug says, get rid of Ozuna. I think Alex is going to try. You may have to part ways with a really good young pitcher. But like I said, Braves got a lot of starting pitching depth. Um, so would not be upset of that. But I think Alex is going to try his hardest to save as much money as he can on Ozuna and dump him this offseason. Uh, William says, trade with uh, with Pirates. Braves get Bednar and Reynolds. Pirates get Anderson, Elder, Schuster, and Grissom. Resign Swanson. Cleans up a lot of gaps. Um, yeah, uh, look, uh, we haven't, haven't really looked into the trade ideas yet, but that is certainly one. I know people were throwing around even last offseason. Um, that seems like a pretty – fair package there again i think alex will have some things up his sleeve this offseason morton is completely done I, I don't agree with miguel on that i think morton will come back and have a fine season um and james says he still throws hard i don't know why he was so bad this year it really is really is interesting for what really caused charlie morton i think you know early on you could assign it to the fact he was coming off a broken leg i think a lot of us forget that and he was just struggling with the consistency and uh, walking batters, hitting batters, and the home runs are what really bit him in 2022. He's got to get that figured out for sure. What um, Brave Brave ju uh, Jaguar says, what would you think about getting a Brandon Nimmo? Uh, he would bring a much-needed contact first mindset and would play good defense in the outfield. I've seen a couple of people bring up the Brandon Nimmo idea. Yeah, I don't know that he necessarily fits the lineup overall. I know there's already a lot of power in there. Look, depending on the price, certainly I would love the contact and on base from from Nimmo. But where do you bat him? Because I don't think you bat him at the top of the order. And are you going to pay that for a guy that's going to hit ninth for you? Uh, which is where I think he'd probably slot in the Braves lineup. Maybe you bat him second. I think that could be a pretty solid spot for him. And you can move Dansby down in the order to fifth or sixth. Um, yeah, I think Nimmo could be a solid outfield option. His arm would be better suited for left field, where it still you know wouldn't be good, but it wouldn't be 
as noticeable as where the Mets had him playing in center field. Uh, Polly says, resign Dansby gets Solaire or Peterson. I'd love to see them and snag DeGrom right there at the end. Let's just throw that in. Um, James Sanders, another one. Uh, Nimmo's going to get paid. think he's going to be too expensive. I, yeah, I think so as well. I think he's going to be too expensive for what the Braves are trying to do and when the other moves the Braves have to make and with where, where their payroll already is. I know they, there's been talk about them being top five in payroll, and I can certainly see that happening, but still, they're not far away from that already, so I don't see them making too many big splashes. And again, got to get Dansby or shortstop first. I think that's your your number one concern. Uh, Will's doggy asked about the chances of getting to Grom. I think they're they're slim to none. I just don't see that as a realistic option for the Braves this offseason. Uh, Miguel says we need a hitter with high on base percentage. We don't have that guy since Freeman left. I do agree. Um, I also think that Matt Olson is going to be one of the biggest beneficiaries, and I haven't dove into the numbers yet. I certainly want to do that this offseason. I think he's going to be one of the biggest beneficiaries of the new rule, and you're going to see him get a lot more hits and uh, by that have a much higher on-base percentage. But certainly would love to see the Braves you know, get somebody with a little bit more contact on base and obviously still with some good power, 20 home run power. Those guys are rare, but uh, certainly the kind of player you're looking for. Um. Joe said, I wanted to add Ben Attendee at the deadline. I don't think he would cost much, but if we can trade Eddie, I would love to add him. Yeah, I love the idea of getting Ben Attendee at the deadline as well. I thought he'd be a solid addition. Um, so certainly, you know, I think he could be an option. Another one for Nimmo, uh, Rosario and Ozuna need to get gone, get J- uh, Jock back, re-sign Dansby. Other short shots will be too uh, expensive. I agree with that notion from It's Me. Um, do you think Dansby's dismal postseason could help lower his price? I don't think so. Um, I think it is what it is. The body of work over a whole season is going to play bigger than what he did in a, a four-game sample size in the postseason, especially when there's other you know postseason evidence from Dansby you know having some big moments. Joe Wild says we need a left field DH option before anything else besides ensuring Dansby signing again. I agree. I think shortstop's number one. Getting Dansby resigned. And then getting a left field DH figured out. Uh, another one for Ben Attendee. Um, I'm definitely in agreement with it's me. That would be perfect. Yeah, what I just read a minute ago. Uh, get rid of Rosario Azuna, get Jock back and re-sign Dansby. Feel pretty good. Um, I mean, Jock is is potential for sure, but you got to make a move somewhere else in order to bring him in. Um, there's one against Jock from Braves Jaguar, the first one who who's not really. Uh, sold on Jock Peterson had said he has too much swing and miss. Uh, need a guy like Nimmo. Um, the biggest need for this team is a three hitter. We have many guys who like um, swinging at bad balls. Again, I think I think Acuna could be the three hitter. I think they have options. I think Riley, when he's hot, is certainly a three hitter. I think Olsen, like he, when he was hot down the stretch, could be a three hitter. I think the Braves have guys who can be that, you know, three hitter, best hitter on the team type player. Um, so I think they have options there for sure internally already. Um, Nimmo is a Boris client. Okay, so no chance there. Um, do we get Benintendi or bring back Duvall? I wanted to, I'm glad I saw this one, and this may be the last one I talk about here because I saw a couple people asking about Duvall. I don't, I don't think the Braves bring Duvall back, but I've been saying that for three offseason, and, and he always finds his way back to the Braves. I'm just not the biggest fan of Duvall. 
I'll say this. If you bring back Duvall, that's your replacement, your replacement for Heredia. And to me, Duvall is a, a bench player. He's a, you know, a, a solid defensive replacement off the bench. He's shown, as he showed in 2022, he can handle the center field position. He shows some big power. And if somebody goes down, he can fill in a starting role for a while. So I'll say this. If they bring back Adam Duvall, bring him back as a bench player and let him be the pr- replacement for Heredia. I would not hate that move right there. All right, that will do it for this episode of Lockdown Braves. Sorry, I got a couple other comments I wasn't able to get to, but I appreciate all your participation. Once again, going to be trying to do these episodes live during the offseason if you want to come join. So I appreciate the conversation during these episodes. Again, thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. We continue to post episodes daily throughout the offseason. Now go make Locked On MLB your second listen of the day, where MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and a unique perspective, talking about the biggest stories from around the league. Again, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Follow me at ShortstopBall. Subscribe on YouTube if you're new. Hit that thumbs up button and that notification bell. And that will do it for this episode. We will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias, DC Lundberg, Ryan Finkelstein, Taylor Blake Ward, host of Locked On Yankees, Locked On Mariners, Locked On Mets, Locked On Angels, and you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 